Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. We are back, baby. We are back. Recording this on October 18th, where your 5 and 1 Lions are going to be traveling to Baltimore this weekend as two and a half point underdogs or three point, depending on where you find it. But either way, underdogs nonetheless traveling to Baltimore. It's a big week. It's the last opponent on the Lions schedule right now. That's above 500. So arguably, this is their biggest challenge remaining. Well, that's not true. The, the Cowboys later in the season. There's two opponents. But uh, I mean, still other than bigger that, challenge than the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. But either way, uh, it's a big game. Uh, and the Lions are having yeah. have a lot of injuries. Uh, there's going to be some things they're going to have to work through. But we're going to get into all that. But before we do, let's introduce the Bukule crew that is here. So on Big Z, let's get to the other two. We got UJ. Hello. <laughs> and Rud Dog. <laughs> Yo! All right, gentlemen. So, uh, as I mentioned, the Lions five and one tied for the best record in <laughs> the NFL. I don't. Before we even get into everything else, did you guys just see all like the media this week just heaping praise on the Lions? A lot of people ranking them in the top one. Stephen A. Smith had them as their top team in the NFL for whatever that's worth, and then, uh, but a lot of other writers and stuff have them as the second best <laughs> team, the third best team in the NFL. This is six games into the so season. Awesome. They have the seventh best odds to win the Super Bowl right now. Jared Goff is the seventh best odds for MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, UJ, do you think Jared Goff can win MVP this season? I don't, I don't see why not. If he keeps playing at the level he's playing now, and we take us deep into the playoffs. Well, the, the MVP is before the playoffs, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, it's a regular season award, yep. Yeah, so never mind uh, on that. But, uh, yeah, if he keeps playing at the level he's playing at now, uh, there's no reason he can't. If we, we finish with, you know... Uh, I don't know, fourteen and three, or even thirteen and four, uh, and Goff is just pitching it like he is right now. There's no reason he can't be considered for the top spot. I mean, no one else is actually tearing it up this year. Even Mahomes, you know, as good as he is, uh, I don't know who's really well, the MVP of the talk right now. 
Tua. I mean, really. <laughs> He's got the yard. Tua, Tua's up. Tua's in the lead. Uh, Mahomes up <laughs> yeah. there. Josh Allen, uh, Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson are all ahead of Josh uh, Allen should not right be now. in this conversation right now. He's not playing that great. Man. Golf is playing great right now. He's not turning the ball over. He's he's effective as hell right now. He's accurate. He's he's winning. Yes, he's winning games, man. And and they finally put one on his shoulders that he had to win and That's... didn't didn't skip a beat, man. Took it right out of my mouth. <laughs> Unbelievable. Definitely. So, Rudd Dog yeah. Golf MVP. Yeah, you I like? mean, you just saw what he just did this week. We ran for forty yards as a team. And what did he do? He rose up and put up 350 yards on the board with two touchdowns. Like, you know, that's what the good quarterbacks do. I mean, he's been just sitting right around like 250 yards a game all year, which is like just like steady Eddie, you know, finding his guys, scoring points. The run game's clicking, so you don't need to put it on his arm. But we play a good defense who was doing a really good job of shutting down our run game, and Jared Goff just picks him apart. like. Uh, and, you know, it wasn't always without duress and stuff. The old line did have a good game, but that team was good. That front seven for Tampa is tough. And uh, they made some plays, and they were getting pressure. And he was still, like you just said, he's smart with the ball. He was getting rid of it. He doesn't take, do the stupid thing. He knows how to keep the ball safe. So, like, that is that alone. Like And people, like, it's not like he's not taking shots. He puts some stuff in some windows and stuff. And, like, he's orchestrating this oh, yeah, offense yeah. like a maestro right now. Easy MVP candidate, especially because it's record, yeah, right? Record matters. We're five and one, and we've <laughs> won our last three games in a row, four games in a row by like double digits. Like, let's freaking go! Like, this team yeah. is rolling. It's not like like when we were eleven and uh, five with Jim Schwartz, and like we were scraping by with like comebacks or like right, you know, like this is like this is solid. It's real. It's deep. I called UJ on uh, Monday. I'm just like, you know. The Lions are five and one, and we've won all the our games, our last four games by double digits. It's real, <laughs> like just just a reminder, <laughs> like crazy. It feels so surreal. Like this is they're still playing so good. Absolutely, and uh, the Lions are gonna have to do it without a lot of <laughs> members of their team that started the season on the roster. Obviously, out uh, for a while is Kabinda, Nelson, Pascal, James Houston, Emmanuel Mosley, and CJ Gardner Johnson. Etc. But oh uh, David Montgomery did not practice today. He's expected to miss "quote unquote" a little bit of time. He has some rib <laughs> yeah. cartilage issues. He's had rib issues in the past too with the Bears a lot. Uh, that's a slight concern that it might linger throughout well, the rest of the year, uh, undetermined if he, how long he's going to miss. But didn't he but only that, miss like a couple of games a year anyway? Like like consistently, like he would always miss he did, but only I mean, a few it's games. A, it's a similar injury, is what I was getting to. But I yeah, mean, but it's something he knows one. how to deal with at least. Yeah, I mean, it's not a season-ending one. It doesn't sound like it's going to take, like, a month to come overcome, but it's going to be a week or two, at least. Yeah, uh, we could definitely use We'll see him after the bye, man. We'll see him after the bye. Yeah, and and the injuries injuries are so bad right now. The Lions had a walkthrough today at practice. They didn't really go through their normal Wednesday um, practice. But, they, I mean, they still had an injury report as if they were having a full-go practice. Uh, Craig Reynolds did not practice today. Um, yeah, Jonah Jackson out again with his ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- I mean the, the Craig Reynolds one is a little concerning, uh, yeah. uh because of the Lions, uh, running back issues. Right I heard, now. uh, um, what's his face? Uh, 
with all the out of Mo Ibrahim got brought up. Correct. Yeah, he, he got he assigned did. to the practice squad uh, with the potential again signed this week. Even if he gets in, I wouldn't expect to see him a lot uh, against. I mean, the Ravens' defense is very excellent. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, yeah, they're de- they're decent against the run. They're not as good against the run as say like the Buccaneers, like we saw last week. But uh, still pretty dynamic as a defense as a whole. Um, but I what I would expect um, is that we get a little bit. We, the Lions are going to get creative in the backfield here. I think you're going to see Khalif Raymond back there a few times. I definitely Amon Ra a couple times. Uh, I think they're going to leverage this wide receiver core. I can out see of the Laporta running it. Laporta yeah, could run like yeah, a running back, no problem. He's got the agility. Sure. He's got this like the the vision. I would love to see him get handoffs. That would be like, wouldn't that be sick if like you, we <laughs> unlock him at a whole new potential level by running him out of the backfield? It'd be like, like a Peyton Hillis. He runs like a running back. Yeah, he would. White guy. That's where, like, his, le- you know, being a little All shorter stopped. than 6'4 might come in handy. Like, 6'4 is a little too tall to be, like, a running back. But 6'3, we've had 6'3 running backs in the league that have been very successful. And I think yeah, I'm trying to look up uh, yeah, this Mike Allstott was 6'1, 250. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm just trying to think of, like, a Well, what's his name on uh, the Titans is 6'2, I want to say, or 6'3. Derek Henry. He's close. Him or and like I think a couple. What's well, who's the other one out of Bama out there? Josh Jacobs is pretty tall, I think. Uh, I don't know. There's some tall running backs. You'd be surprised how tall some of these dudes actually are. Ja- oh, who or Brandon yeah, Jacobs was like six three, wasn't he? None of them are two sixty five. Or wait, how, how he's only like two forty five, two fifty. Yeah, good. he, he could run a running back. He's so agile. He could be. A, he'd be a great running back. He's great running after the catch. Like, why wouldn't he be able to run between the tackles? I, I think it could definitely work. Just visually. I mean, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked to see it. But uh, Hey, I don't know. You're the one, like you said, we're going to have to get creative. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, He's a talented runner. No doubt. Um, Goal line back, at least. Like, his 6'3", yeah, big dude. I like, mean, I for years wanted the Lions to give the ball to Sue at the goal <laughs> yeah, line. Right? And, they never, and they never did it, which just blows my mind. No. You don't think Sue can get a yard? Well, they let him kick a PAT. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she would get a uh, yard and stomp on the tag. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, this also depends. This also depends a lot about Gibbs and his health. Uh, he would. Uh, I would love to see Limited him back. practice participant. Uh, even if he comes back, he might be on some sort of pitch count with his hamstring. I wouldn't expect him to have twenty I, carries. I don't game. need him to get bunch of carries just like jmo he's a home run hitter waiting to happen use him like one like especially with jmo back his speed will be the, that much more devastating to these teams because they're going to have a hard enough time keeping up with jmo if you have both of those guys on the field so much speed especially you know, with raymond we still need we still need a running game though you know i mean you gotta have some semblance of a running game. i'm just we saying can't just go out there i wouldn't give him the know, boatload i'd give it to like one of the other even a zigbo could carry behind our line if you need to just hammer it you know you give someone else the reps the the boatload or like a, at least divide them up you know keep them safe keep them on a pitch yeah. count hopefully we see reynolds out there the the hamstring part of the i think reynolds is, is gonna concerned. be fine but we'll see when did he get hurt in the game or after in the game, yeah, I mean, he finished it right. He finished the game like like a lot of these guys do when they're you know in a game with a adrenaline flowing. They they manage to finish the game, and then afterwards they the thing flares up. Yeah, but usually things like that, so. if you could finish the game like 
a lot of times the recovery is a little quicker than the, usually. You know what I mean? Like, Brian Branch finished and uh, a couple weeks ago, and oh, we haven't seen true. him back yet. So yeah, that was exceptionally um, tough. But he is he did, back. Though, coming back. He's back as a limited practice participant. Uh, so maybe we'll get. I him would back. love to see him back now, oh, man. Oh, boy, like that's like this team back. is just like got so much waiting to be tapped into from these injuries. Like if we get healthy down the stretch, like we did last year. Oh my god, like we're gonna be so stacked. Especially just the way our depth have stepped up. Like they'll be that much more battle tested. So when they rotate in, we'll be that much more short up. Oh my goodness. This team is just is just brimming with potent untapped potential yet. Yeah, but again, this is the NFL. They are injuries galore through for every team. Sure. So. Actually the Ravens are one of the healthier teams in the NFL, believe it or not. I mean, they lost a few key pieces at the beginning of the year, but right now otherwise they're a few guys out, but I mean, Marcus Williams maybe impacted free safety, but he might be ready to go. And then, uh, well, yeah, like you said, though, still lost two key pieces to start the year. <laughs> like, no one gets on. Yeah, I mean, J.K. Dobbins uh, is pretty good running back, but he's had injury bugs since he entered the league. Also hurt my fantasy team, but uh, <laughs> I, that's a separate issue. No, no one goes untouched by the injury in the NFL. <laughs> it's a it's a hundred percent injury rate, is what they say. It, no one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a high contact, high flying sport. So yeah, these, you, these guys run 100 miles per hour at each other. It's still the most violent yeah. sport in existence. Like you can, well, okay, maybe not in existence. I'm sure there's some like billionaire like underground ring where they put like people to fight to the death and some stuff. But <laughs> I'm sure. Like I mean, like just when you consider like <laughs> that, these are human missiles. Like I know people hit hard in rugby. They do hit really hard. But just they don't also have reinforced like plastic to ram into people's faces and stuff. Like, it's just like so much more dangerous. The ballistics of it, it's great. I love it. Oh yeah, it, I mean, well, we love it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so before I even get all this, to uh, the trade deadline is thirteen days away. Uh, you guys are mentioning. Uh, you, you, Jerry, before we hopped on here, you heard somebody wanted to trade away JMO for <laughs> Brian Burns. Who wrote that? Right. Yeah. Uh, wasn't uh, sideline, was it? <laughs> no, it was not sideline. Sideline took a took a shot, a lot of shots from the Lions this week with uh, Brad Behrman's. Uh, yeah, what um, a great prediction I think, about yeah. golf was about, must sit. Yeah, must sit for fantasy, and then he becomes the NFC Player of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all have. Our but bad I, but who wrote that one, UJ? No, I, I didn't. I didn't get the name of the person who wrote it. It was, it was just in a random Google search, and you know things come up on my phone because oh. client stuff pops up all the time on my Google. And uh, yeah, this guy was proposing a trade for JMO and a uh, conditional first round draft pick for Brian Burns. What? That's yeah. asinine. Yeah. Oh, I see it right here. It's a Sports Illustrated article. Oh wow! Oh, there you go. They get paid by Sports Illustrated to write this track. That is so stupid. Detroit, no, this I, is, oh, sorry, it was posted on SI, but it was proposed by Detroit sports radio host Jim Costa. Jim Costa smoking go. that pipe a little too hard. Well, I don't know. The, the, the thought of having Brian Burns on the other end would be pretty freaking awesome yeah, with uh, Hutch. Awesome. That would be an amazing thing to see. No way in hell I'd trade Draymo. He means too much. Would you rather have that potential. trade or would you rather have Daniil Hunter for a third rounder? Uh, or no. What was the other one I proposed the other day that ESPN proposed? Get Daniel Hunter. We give up James Houston and a third yeah. rounder. I'd rather do that than trade JMO. But I I don't I really want to trade James Houston away particularly either. 
I still think I, I still think his potential bro. is that good that I'd be willing to let him, you know, get healthy and come back. I think he I'm be willing to let his potential come to fruition at another game <laughs> if know. we could really improve ourselves with, with that. I know you he are. had six sacks in eight games or whatever it was, which is unbelievable. But now he's got a broken like leg. We we don't know how he's gonna. I be. mean, he didn't do any. Yeah, he, he he's horrible against the run, like atrocious. Uh, he's still a young but, player developing. And Brian Burns, a dominant run stopper? He's 25 years old, Brian Burns is. You could, 25. You, How old is You could say that the Lions would be selling James high Houston. on James Houston as well. Look, right? I, like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't fuss about it, but I'm just, I don't personally love the idea of getting rid of Houston. I like the well, idea of adding Burns. Like, if we could get him without having to get Roy Houston, I'd like that even better. Uh, but, like, the JMO is just nonsense. The, he like you. He's just yeah, starting to come to fruition. That. Like you saw what he just yeah. did in this last game. Like that's exactly what we brought him on this team to be. I think he can be an all-around receiver eventually. He's got to develop his game. But like, like you saw how he adjusted for that ball. Like he made great body control, tracked that ball, made a terrific touchdown catch. Like uh, in, with his speed, and I think Jared Goff needs to start getting in the habit of just chucking the ball as far as he possibly can. <laughs> Because, like, he always seems to make him have to slow down, though. It did look like uh, he was under a little pressure and got a little wobbler out. But still, like, my goodness. And talk about, he means too talk much. about being a major buzzkill to the fan base by getting rid of JMO. He's a fan favorite for a lot of people. Uh, yeah. I, I think that would be a major, like, momentum killer in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a way. I mean. It would be stupid. Uh, I agree. It would be absolutely stupid. They're not going to do it. Like they're not. No, I don't think they're. He no. was there. It's for, all speculation. It's people just trading up stuff for out there. Get rid of them they tra- and he, well, like, what is he? He's, his skill set is so unique. Who's going to replace that? I mean, clearly, their offense doesn't need him. But look what this offense can be with him. And I think that is yeah. much worth it because you need to score points in this league. You can have a good defense, but if you don't have that ability to score and quick strike scoring, especially is like, look who like, that's how people win the Super Bowl and shit. It's by just being able to get down the field in the blink of an eye. Like that's what Mahomes would do. They take it in chunks and having that speed demon is invaluable. That's why guys like Tyreek Hill get such massive value in trades and stuff because they are game changers. There's a rumor circulating today that Derrick Henry is on the trade block of the Titans. That too. would be ooh, <laughs> now that I would. Be I don't. I don't know. But if Montgomery and Gibbs is healthy, that that's. Just, I don't know. How I don't even care. Keep all three of them and run a, like run a rotation. It'll be the most devastating running back core in the league. Oh and then God. you could really free up Gibbs to do more of the fun stuff too. Even like get those two dudes to soften them up, and then let Gibbs yeah. hit the space. Oh my God. I doubt it would happen, but uh, I do too. But we do kind of need a running back, right? It's fun to think about, right? What kind of value do you think he would fetch on the market? Like, what kind of value? Yeah, because that's like I I feel like he'd be cheaper than those other guys. These running backs, yeah, a third rounder, second maybe. I mean, I'd be all about that for a third rounder, a hundred percent. That'd be a no brainer to me if we could get him that easy. Yeah, I forgot what his contract was uh, to see if he has an extra year or not for using the final year's my contract. God, that dude would be. Oh my god, he would. Him and Montgomery just switching off with Gibbs. Oh my, as the lightning. Uh, that makes me giddy. Behind this old line, him running like, oh my god. But just would you trade Houston for him? Oh. <laughs> oh man, come on, Red Dog. This is you, hey. This Maybe I'm awesome, not so dude. callous about the guys who do good things for my team. Okay. Oh my like, god. He, you gotta, you gotta 
get with drink the Kool-Aid again. You you fall in love with these, these. He's on the team. He's a lion. He's just banged up. He's injured for your team. He's put his body on the line. He got hurt, and you just throw him to the wolves. Like, no, bye, James. Thanks for your your health. Uh, you're, you're, you don't mean. I would thank now. him on the way out the door for letting us get Derrick Henry. Discard him like trash. Yeah. Means so. <laughs> uh, you guys, I want to I want to jump into talking about this Ravens team a little bit that we're going to be facing in Baltimore. Yeah. So, of course, I I see this as a revenge game in a lot of ways for that game a couple of years ago Damn with Justin goal. Tucker's sixty four yard field goal. I don't think Dan Campbell has forgotten that. Um, no. And I don't. I definitely don't think Aaron Glenn's forgotten about how Z, they wasn't blew it the coverage on fourth and forever. It was sixty it six. It was a record breaker. It was like sixty eight or sixty six. I think it was because yeah. sixty four was, was the previous record by Prater. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, sixty six. You're right. Sorry, ridiculous. Uh, it's all right. Right <laughs> off the crossbar. <laughs> yep. What a brutal way to that. lose the game. It was like it happened in slow motion. Hey, you know what's funny too? Just that side note on this that. We're the team that just fall prey to the record-breaking field goals. Like when Tom Dempsey kicked that one in the yep. back in the early '70s with a half a foot against the Lions team in New Orleans, and then that record held for years, man, a long time against that. And then now this one, I don't know if anyone's ever going to break this one, but uh, I don't know. Have you seen some of the kicks <laughs> these guys are putting up? I, I, I definitely see seventy in somebody's future. Watch us play. win this game by uh, Riley kicking a sixty-seven-yard field goal. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the Chiefs kicker the other night on Thursday Night Football. Those would have been good from 70 for sure uh, if, if yeah. he's attempting them. Uh, well, you know, but the thing is, a lot of these guys, him. if you look at them, they look like they'd be good for 65, 70, whatever, but the, the they're kicking a super long one. You know, it's like anything else. You're changing your shot, you know. You're, right, right, right. You're trying to put a little more into it. You know, you're not kicking it, you yeah. know. It's, it's, like a, it's like playing golf, you know, when you're – if you could just swing nice and easy and let the club do the work, you know, and it's amazing when you when you pull off a great shot, you go, wow, that club did all the work and I didn't do anything. <laughs> and then it's probably the same with those kickers, you know, they just kick it normally. They'll kick it from them however, but you, they try to put that little extra into it with, for, with the long kick. Yeah. I don't know. So anyways, this Baltimore team, uh, obviously led by Lamar Jackson, who I just mentioned is uh, one of the top MVP candidates right now. Five touchdowns, passing three interceptions. So not a great passing season out of him, but he is the team's leading rusher. He already has 327 yards rushing and four touchdowns. Uh, that is the key to this game. Contain him, and I think you win this game. Force him to throw out of the pocket because this is like a mediocre to subpar receiving group. Rashad Bateman's on a big disappointment as a first-round wide receiver. Odell Beckham, uh, I, they, I think they way overpaid for him at $14 million. Uh he yeah. only has 113 yards in a year. Aguilar is a guy that's floated around the league, but it really comes down to these two guys. They're rookie wide receivers. Zay Flowers, very good. I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to watch him yet, but uh, he's good. He's, he's very, good very good. Uh, he he's he's their leading receiver at 367 yards on the year and 35 receptions. That's 11 more than anybody else on the team. And the sec and that second leading guy is Mark Andrews, the tight end. Uh, that's Lamar Jackson's favorite target since he's entered the league. That's his Makes third sense. down guy. That's the guy like if he's got to get a first down, he's looking Mark Andrews' way. Uh, so that's the guy I would I would even prioritize more that they shut down because I think Cam Sutton might be following Zay Flowers around this game, kind of like you know be the savvy veteran, show him what's up <laughs> this week, uh, and then the Lions can really focus on Mark Andrews and I think let the other guys maybe go one on one like. Uh, test test the waters at least start this game because I, 
I didn't check the weather report before we hopped on here earlier in the week. It was supposed to be 15 miles per hour winds. Mm. Uh, and that, but let me check. Well, but anyways, uh, just you guys thoughts on the Lions defending, uh, this passing game for Baltimore and, and Lamar Jackson, uh, and his rushing ability. Yeah, I'll just start real quick. It, it, obviously, it's the key to this game is, is slowing him down, and it can't let him beat it with his legs. So we're going to have to be very, very disciplined in our rush. Yes. And, and I also think that uh, our linebackers are going to have to be on top of their game. They're going to have to react quickly. Linebackers and safeties, it, it's going to require a lot of help, okay? we got to be quick to react. And, and if the pocket breaks down or if he slips out, we got to respond quickly. And we can't just leave huge openings for him uh, to run. Uh, if we can, if we can do that, if we can keep his running to a minimum, we have a great chance of winning this game. So, uh, yeah, that's the obvious key to this thing <laughs> to me. So the weather and, uh, I'm just looking at the updated weather too in Baltimore, it's supposed to be 65 and nine mile per hour wind. So much more milder than they were projecting early in the week. Um, but Rudd Dog, I mean, containing Lamar Jackson, is that the key to this game for you? Uh, I mean, do, yeah. Do you worry about the Lions getting over-aggressive with their pass rush and allowing Do Mar- I worry Lamar about Jackson it? No. Run? I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. They don't scare me. Honestly, what the what the Lions did to like that Seahawks game was like their big awakening, but I think they really figured out how to violently and coordinatedly pass rush. And you've seen it every game. And part of why we're so successful at stopping the run is because these guys can play, know how to play the run on the way to stop the pass. But that's why they can generate so much pressure as well. Like, they struggled with that mightily against the Seahawks. And they obviously went back to the drawing board and they figured it out. So I expect what we've been seeing, that really well-coordinated pass rushes from our D-line. And, uh, you know, like, we, we've been smarter about covering these guys. We had a spy on... Geno Smith that stopped a third down conversion. Uh, I think they're going to have a good plan to contain Lamar. You know, maybe he'll break a few because it's just it's always kind of tricky to fully contain a guy who can also pass and throw, you know, and run. So, but like I think for the most part, he's not. They'll be able to handle it. But that is clearly the key. You got you got to stop him. You can't let him just run all over you. Yeah, we need to stay violent, too. Uh, this defense has been playing a violent style of football, which Campbell's brought up a few times. And, uh, yeah, we got to maintain that, too. If we get a chance to hit him, we got to jack him up, man. True. <laughs> Definitely. This yeah, is a physical they, team in their own right. So They are. They are very much. But uh, so are we. Yeah, the Ravens are yeah. a well-run program. That's why, you know, they're always consistently good. But, like, that's what we're becoming yep. now. That's what Dan Campbell's building and uh, right, well, we're the up and comers. We got the. I think we got more talent. I think I like this matchup for us. Well, I, l- I look forward to Lions matching up with this linebacking core that they have in Baltimore, uh, led by Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, mm. both pretty excellent linebackers, especially Roquan Smith. Ever since Roquan Smith got traded there uh, from the Bears, uh, they've looked yep. like a completely different defense. The defense runs through Roquan Smith. He's just very good uh, instinctually getting reading the play nose to the ball, um, especially over the middle. Um, I'd, be, I'd be really f- fascinated to see uh, what the Lions do to try to mix it up in the run. I mean, we'll see who's running the ball for us first, but then second <laughs> yeah. of all, um, just kind of using any sort of misdirection, just maybe get him sitting back on his feet for a moment and <laughs> cause uh, you know Roquan Smith to think twice before he uh, 
gets aggressive towards the line because I mean he's he's a beast. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And the Lions we have to contend with that. Yeah, but we had we we show what we can do against top line linebackers this past week. We don't have to be scared, but you know, again, that is our run game to get shut down. So I guess we should probably, hopefully, play better than that. Um, I mean, the the rest of the, Ra- the Ravens defense, uh, I mean, just just really solid. It's a top five defense in the NFL right now, just by yards and points. But um, Jadavion Clowney, he's floated over to this team now. He actually has three and a half sacks in the year, which is one of his higher totals through six weeks. Uh. Matabuki up the middle is D tackle four and a half sacks. Uh, that's a Ooh. guy that we're gonna have to watch out at the guard position. Um, and I, I actually am not super familiar with him, but he's out at A and M, a twenty five year old third round draft pick for Baltimore. Wow, but just a speedy guy. Um, they have uh, uh, Oway, but uh, I mean, just just a litany of people. Uh. Kyle, Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame safety, uh, that a lot of people maybe yep. were projecting the Lions to get at one point in the draft last year. Big uh, rangy last safety. Year. Last year, right? I think it was last year. Yeah. Uh, rangy safety, he, he didn't get suspended, did he? I mean, he absolutely Oof. laid a super dirty hit on the Titans wide receiver last week. Uh, I just want to make sure he is actually playing in this game. Who are you uh, talking about? Kyle Hamilton. Oh. He put a really dirty hit on the Titans wide receiver last week. So I, I, I didn't see any suspension news. So, hmm. uh, Kyle Hamilton. I mean, but it, nonetheless, like a, a super physical safety over the middle. Big dude. Yeah. Team that they, they float him around a lot of different positions too, have him blitz off the edge quite often. Um, this, this is not the Ravens defense of old under Wink Martindale, where it was blitz, 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 blitz all the time. Uh, he's the defense coordinator for the Giants now. They're a little more, they sit back a little more in this and let the D-line do their work. But 4-3 defense, and uh, Michael Pierce is more of a run stopper on this defense. Um, so Oh, that's weird, uh, a 4-3 in Baltimore. They were 3 yeah, I, th- I think they can be, yeah, I think they can be exposed, though, uh, at the cornerback position. Marlon Humphrey is not what he once was. Um, Brandon Stevens is their, one of their leading tacklers on the team. But either way, Ronald Darby, like, I mean, these are guys that w- once were really good cornerbacks. Now they're just, like, mediocre, and they can be exposed as long as the Lions offensive line is doing their job. I don't know if you guys – did you guys see the replay uh, or, or go back and watch Jamo's uh, route on the one that he didn't catch, uh, that that one that kind of got deflected out of Jared Goff's hands that floated and he dropped uh, – jamo's route down the sideline oh that one it was a dirty dirty route uh and that just shows if you give him enough time then uh jamo's gonna get open i mean it was a it was a just a really nice hook pattern but the way he can stride and stop uh is extremely unique and just ridiculously hard for a cornerback to stop i mean he created five yards of separation on that hook route uh (laughs) I would I would highly recommend people go back and uh, look at look at that play if you can. Just type in JMO Hooker out or JMO open on Twitter or something like that. I think you'll find the video floating around. Uh, the other one actually floating around unrelated to this was uh, Anzalone uh, has been getting a lot of love this past week too from media folks about how he's performing. Uh, Playing too, great, so. yeah. Playing like uh, a top linebacker, honestly. Just like all. It's those other funny guys. how they talk about him though, like. It's sort of like reluctantly admitting that he's playing really good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing with golf. You know, they're uh, people are just afraid to say that golf is 
just playing great football. And they're the same thing with Angelo. No, no, they're right? not afraid to say that he's playing great football. <laughs> they're afraid to say that he's good. That, that, that he's, he's a really, a really good, player, good player, right. player, right? Like they just won't give him the credit. They won't. They won't do it. They just won't. And, and Anzalone's kind of the same way, you know. He, but he's been playing great for since early, he's in middle of last year too, and into this year, he's been playing fantastic football. So, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, probably the game of his life last his week. His speed has really awesome shown play. out. So, it's just it's nice to see him get some credit, though. Definitely. So. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, we have another long-haired blonde joining the podcast, you guys. And it's what? not Alex Anzalone. Who it's, is it? It's, uh, wait. I everyone. Gr- Grace, you go by Lil G, right? You're one of our lady lions. Yeah. Okay, Lil G. Yeah. But joining our prediction segments is Lil G. She's our guest picker of the week. Let's go. Lil G. Wait, do you want to go by Lil G? Do you want to go by Grace? Grace Ruddy? What is it? We can do Lil G. We can do Lil G. All right. All right. I should have asked before you came on. No worries. No worries. How are are you guys? Oh, we're excellent. Awesome. We're actually just having you on here to give us your Taylor Swift takes, you know? Uh, (laughs) <laughs> I could talk about Taylor and Travis. Oh, no, all what did night. you don't mean? Tra- you don't mean Taylor and Sam Laporta? Box. <laughs> I would ship Taylor and Sam as well, but I think she's probably dedicated to Travis right now. <laughs> okay, well that's what he, UJ just wants to talk about Taylor Swift for the next twenty minutes, right, UJ? Well, yeah. Well, she only went after Travis because uh, golf was taken. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So, Lil G. Thank you for hopping on a podcast. Uh, we're going to do our first prediction segment. And that, of course, is our roar of the week. Our famous. Hey, this has become a famous segment across the planet. Uh, they're talking about oh, it all over the world. So famous. Super um, famous. Anyways, this segment is who do you think will have the biggest impact on the game? Not necessarily the most stats, but who's but who's going to have the biggest impact on the game? Last week, uh Jillian predicted Marvin Jones. I can't say that he was the rule of the week last week, <laughs> no. but um, you know, she was, she was swinging for defenses on that one. But uh, nonetheless, she's a big Marvin Jones person, uh, and we appreciate her being on the pod. But anyways, Lil G, we're gonna start with you. Uh, just really quick, just your thoughts about this team right now, and then give us your roar of the week. Okay, well, I am thrilled for this game this weekend. I think it's our biggest test this year. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of where we lay the foundation of, are we the best team? You know, a lot of people this week have been saying, like, we're the best team in the NFC, we're the best team in the NFL. This is where you go out and prove it, um, especially on the road against a team like this. My roar of the week is Jameer Gibbs. I think with Montgomery being out, he's going to get the majority of the carries. And I also think he can open up the passing game for us. So, I am thinking this is finally the week he's going to explode and <laughs> score a touchdown. I've been waiting for this Everybody, for a while. Yes. I'm sure we all have. So, Jameer Gibbs. How good you feel when J-Mo okay. scored that touchdown last week, Grace? Or Amazing, because I called it. I called it before. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Jameer Gibbs. Well, hopefully he's healthy enough yeah. to play this week. Uh, Free little G. Uh, because, yes, we're we're dying. We want to see him. <laughs> so, so bad. So much. 
Uh, so I, yeah, all of Lions Kingdom is with you on that one. Uh, let's head this. Let's uh, throw this over to Rud Dog. Okay. Well, I think we are going to exploit this defensive backfield, and I think J Mo is going to really feast for the first time in his pro career. Not just a little flash, one play touchdown on the game type thing, but he's going to get go off finally for multiple touchdowns over 150 yards and uh so two touchdowns through the air and a, a touchdown on a jet screen for, for 50 yards or dot screen jet sweep <laughs> so jmo baby we're gonna see that speed finally mm. tear a team apart oh i like it i like it i like it he's got the freshest legs on the team probably after sitting out for so yeah, long right? so uh even after playing a game uh uh, excellent, excellent. We can get behind. We can get behind JMO. We get behind Gibbs. UJ, we got all right. I'm tempted to go defense on this one, but uh, I'm going to stick with it on the offensive side. I'm going to go with Jared Goff. He's just going to have another game. I, it, I think he's going to have to carry the weight again on the, in this game, just because our running game is so depleted. And I hope Gibbs does have a great game. That that'd be. I would love to see that. Uh, I think Goff's going to basically carry the load, and, and he's going to. No interceptions, three touchdown passes. Uh, yeah, I, I think JMO gets one of them for sure. And uh, I think Goff's just going to carry us again, making it even harder for people to say that he's a great quarterback, <laughs> you know? I love so, it. So, uh, Jared Goff, baby. Great That's one. my roar. Oh, yeah. Of the week. <laughs> I forgot to say that's my <laughs> of the week as well. Did we get a good roar out of you, Grace? Yeah, that's. Are you going to make me do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we just want to hear your best word. We made Julian do it again last week. You signed a okay. contract. Okay. Um, Jameer Gibbs is my roar of the oh, week. Oh, that, oh, that was. I know. Good. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Diaphragm. Good, Jay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who do you have as, our, as your roar of the week? My roar of the week is going to be, um, uh, I'd say I'm a. Uh, uh, Craig, Craig or I'm, uh, I'd say I'm uh, uh, Craig Reynolds. Craig Reynolds, Craig if he Reynolds. plays. Mm. I think he's going like to roar. Let's hear it, Justin. He's going to roar. Let's hear He's going to roar. He's going to roar on Sunday. All right. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Um, so I have a Monra St. Brown. Uh, I know. Boring. We're putting Ute Rudd Dog to sleep over there with this pick. Yep. But anyways, I, I think Amon Ross St. Brown uh, against this. I, I, well, I, it's twofold. I, I think we need somebody on the backfield else. to be effective uh, in case of injuries. I think he's going to affect the game from that point plus the, the receiving point. So I think he's going to have at least two carries in this game. Um, and then also I'm going to go with eight catches for 79 yards. That's oh. popping in my head. Uh Light, light, so I'm light rolling with it this week. Yeah, yeah, but it's gonna be effective, you know. Uh, mm. I, I wanted to go Josh Reynolds again. He's one of my favorite weekly roars of the week because I I think what he does is ridiculously helpful with this team. But I think Amon Rodgers affects a little more because we're gonna need help out of the backfield. Uh, I see a little more screens this week too than normal uh, because of that deficiency. You know, Z, just to defend my point though, like no one even like we like how often do we talk about St. Brown? He put up 124 yards and a touchdown last week, and people forget about it. <laughs> like, like he just does it so low key. He's so damn good. Like, but like that one big play was actually pretty spectacular with the uh, the Reynolds block and stuff. That was oh, nice yeah. to see out of him. 
He is ridiculous. Yeah, you're you're right though. It's it's ridiculous how routine it's now becoming. Routine. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> makes greatness actually look routine. That isn't it ridiculous. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um. All right. So now, oh, I, I forgot to mention, Bob has Hutch as his roar of the week, and Ooh. that is, uh, yeah. he, he thinks he's gonna have a sack and a Ooh, forced like turnover. Just reading how he wrote it. All right, All right, so now let's go to our even more famous, if, if possible, predictions. Oh, yeah. That's right. Again, the Lions two and a half point underdog traveling to Baltimore. Uh, it's going to be one of their toughest matchups of the year. And we're going to start this with little G. Little G. What do you have going in this game? What is your prediction? So um, as my first prediction, I think this is going to be a close one. I think the Lions are going to win 27 to 20. Mm. Um, and it's going to be a last minute touchdown by Gibbs. And he's going he's gonna to get that last minute touchdown. So go. I think it'll be close, but I think that it'll be a, a big defensive battle too mm. throughout the game. Mm. Yeah, so, I, I think the over under in this one is uh, 42. So uh, yeah. What's the score? Yeah, expecting it's a low scoring one. It's pretty low. So Grace is the over, actually. Grace, it, what, did you say the score? Did I not hear it? 27. 27 20. Oh, okay. Oh. Lions. Okay. Lions, obviously. Lions. Lions. All right. That's one for the Lions. Thank you. Someone raised you right. Damn straight. Rudd Dog. <laughs> Let's go to you. Yeah, I think this will be a tough battle. You know, another tough defense, a little better offense than what we faced last week. You know, I think uh, maybe a little slow out the gate, a little battle, locking horns and all that before we oh, break so off their game, horns huh? and stab them through game. their jugulars and then uh, run away with it. Uh, I think the first half will be a little low scoring. We'll only score like 14 points at the first half and be up 14 nothing at, at half. And Four then uh, in the second half, it's just going to be like, oh, they score. They're, they're driving. They finally look like they're going to get something going, and then Hutch is going to swipe the ball out of uh, Lamar's hands and take it to the house. And then uh, after that, Jamo just goes off for his three touchdowns. So, yeah, a tough one, like only 42 to nothing. <laughs> mm. 42 wow. to nothing. All right. Well, there you have it, Rudd Dog. You, don't, you didn't give him a yeah, cheap field goal I know. For this one? I, I, it was hard to say. I wanted to give us more points, but... <laughs> Hey, you had to do what you had to do. I know. Reality. Uh, all, that. <laughs> all right. So, Rudd Dog is 42 to nothing, Lions. Let's go to UJ. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be a close game, and it's going to be a tough defensive battle, like a lot of us think. Uh, my score is going to be 24-13. We're going to win mm. by more than one score wow. again. You're gonna uh, we're going to score more than 20 again. We're going to keep that streak going. And uh, but we're gonna our defense is gonna just give uh, Lamar fits. Okay, they're just gonna give him fits. They'll they'll get a touchdown, get a couple field goals, but that's it. And and then I predict a late interception as Lamar's trying to make something happen desperately, and uh, and we get a pick there. I'm gonna say Jerry Jacobs is gonna get a pick. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, baby. And we're gonna pull this one out, twenty-four to thirteen, baby. It's going to be mm, a great Lions beautiful. victory. Beautiful. Another Lions victory there. Yeah, 13 points is a lot, UJ. 
She had I 17. Well, she had 20, but we didn't give her. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, we sure you a lot of points, too. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, have we given up a touch? When was the last time we gave up a touchdown? Was it- Oh, I guess it was the Panthers, huh? It's been a. Yes, yeah. we have multiple. Uh, all right. Kid J, what's your prediction? I think it's going to be a tough uh, defensive battle, um, but I ultimately the Lions are going to pull it out uh, 23 Ooh, to 20. Yeah, Wah! Jillian will finally be able wow. to feel the, the stress she's been looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we've all been looking for. We're all, we've all we've all been expect, expecting the stress, and uh, it hasn't hit us yet. I'm not expecting it. This uh, is exactly how I expect things to go. We just hey, run away. Connor did. Game. Connor did text his his pick in here too. Yep. If I may mention it too. Uh, it away. He predicted 23-20 Lions, and he says Tuck goes for another NFL record kick and misses to seal the game for Detroit. Ah, Car- yes. karma redemption. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, twenty three twenty. Uh, yeah, wait, that was your prediction too, right, Kid J? Yeah, that really was his. Yeah, twenty three twenty. Popular picked. Popular that was pick. my prediction kind of as well. Yeah, bread dog. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then Bob uh, sent his to uh, his his lines twenty seven, Ravens thirteen. Uh, so along Ooh. the lines of UJ yeah. over there. Yeah. Um, I am gonna go twenty to seventeen. As the Ooh. final, this is going to be Ooh. a hard fought battle. I think the Lions just get to that magical 20 point mark. Uh, I think to get there late in the game, they're going to have to have a defensive stop under the two minute mark. Uh, maybe it comes down to a miss long Justin Tucker kick. I hope <laughs> it doesn't get to that point. I don't want to see him kick. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, maybe it's just that's what how it's supposed to be. And like uh, Connor has predicted, where he just misses it for once. But either way, uh, it's going to be a tough battle, but I think the Lions are in for a good, like, tough, close victory. They, they, I, and I, maybe they're just going to do it just to get the practice in for the playoffs later in the year. Like, we need to work on our close <laughs> Let them hang. Let's make this one close. Yeah. <laughs> right. Don't get done. No. You know, We're that good. We can just week. regulate the scoring of the other I think team. the NFL, yeah, the NFL, <laughs> you know, there's always conspiracy theories out there. Like, oh, they're throwing the flag to keep this game close type thing. Well, they're calling the Lions to say, hey, start making these games closer. It's bad for viewership when you're up by double digits in the fourth quarter. We're going to keep the get- people watching throughout the rest of the game. So, <laughs> If you want a conspiracy theory it that way. Uh, Roger we'll Goodell excited keep- for three more years. Today, I'll tell you what, if this team oh, can play Oh, do like you really? That, yeah. Oh, my God. You're not a Roger well, Goodell fan? Well, I, I don't know. You I mean, of all the commissioners and uh, and all the sports, he's the best by far, in my opinion. Yeah. He's okay. I don't ever really have a problem with him. But uh, uh, you know, the NFL's been I don't like him, incredibly but... successful under his tenure. So uh oh, yeah. I mean, of course they're gonna rehire him again. But mm-hmm. uh I'm just curious about this game to see how, how the Lions fans travel in this game, okay? Because the, the last few road games we've had incredible crowds at these games. Now Baltimore, it'll be interesting to see because they got a pretty rabid fan base of their mm-hmm. own. And uh mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if we can uh I have some of them seats, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I so, wonder uh, if they've been like, <laughs> you think like those that fan base like sees us coming now, what we've been doing to all these teams, like just overwhelming their stadiums and stuff. Like, I if, like I'd feel like if I was them, I'd want to like try to make sure we don't let that happen somehow. <laughs> I don't know how you'd stop it though. How do you know we haven't converted like 10% of the Baltimore area Ooh. with the Lions fans? Ooh, I, know. I don't know. I, uh, I mean, if, if the Lions fans can fill up like 30% of, uh, 
or 25 to 30 percent of the chief stadium on opening night when they're dropping a banner <laughs> for championship banner That's i think true. they can do decent in baltimore <laughs> like in week seven I, we need like yeah. we need to come up with a name with our fan base is it just the pride or like like I love, I love how like we're traveling like a twelfth man that goes everywhere with the damn team now. It's ridiculous. Like that's awesome. Yeah, that's a good idea. Come up with if we got a name for that, like, that'd be interesting. I don't know, the roaming pride or something. I don't know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, is there is there something for like roaming lions? Is there like a nickname for that? Like, besides uh, a pack, roaming a pride. We're gonna live Google this a little. This is what happens sometimes. It'd be a pride. I'm just I get uh. I'm getting videos of GBT lions roaming in the wild. Uh, <laughs> caught on tape is an African lion roaming the streets of New York. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dozens of lions free to roam near South Africa. Okay, this is not what I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to have to get that back to that one, one later. Little G, you're a listener to the pod. You know when we get to this point of the podcast. It's time to wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> when I start researching roaming lions. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Big Z, did, didn't we uh, want to have Grace oh, sing the song? Yeah. Gots oh, to. Of course. Yes, please. Come on, Grace. Rosie. I hope we you warmed you up. voice lessons when you were a child. You know you know the song. By my, I have to sing by myself? Yes. yes. Well, you got to start oh, it. We'll, okay. we'll pick up with you if you want. Oh, you okay? If you pick up with me, right, you no, gotta we're, get not, it. we're not gonna nope, do that. It's all you. You gotta do it. Get we put a, we put ours at the end of the podcast, so yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Wow, okay. I wasn't ready for this, but as a loyal rabid lions fan, I will do it. Thank so you. Nope, um, I'm ready no. now. <laughs> okay, forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield, mm-hmm. and when the blue mm-hmm. and silver wave. Stand and cheer the brave rock, 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 rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go, Thank you. Thank you. You're going to be a backup singer for Taylor Swift soon now. Yeah, that hear nice this? Yeah. That's gonna reverberate. She listens to this podcast <laughs> too, so. Uh huh. Oh yeah, big listener. Right. At, she always she listens to this. That she listens too. to the Kelsey's podcast. Yeah. This comes first, though, every morning when she wakes up. Always. Well, always. twice a week at least. When we drop yeah, if you ever notice, but, um, like her lips look a little blue when she leaves, it's because she's drinking that Kool Aid. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just to reiterate, this is, yeah, this is, yep, on that note <laughs> is when we wrap it up. So, well, G, you know where to find us on social media? It, I do. I think it's at Drinking the Blue Kool Aid on Instagram. That's right. right. Thank you, Lil and G. And Drinking Lions on Twitter or X now. I yes. See, you got you got the slash in there. Yeah. That's that, right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, they can also it. email oh. us. Uh, at um, drinking the blue Kool Aid at gmail.com. They can let us know a question they want answered on the air, leave voicemail message on there that we can play on the air, anything of that nature. So they can also do that. We want to uh, thank our producer, Kid J. 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
want to thank our producer, Kid J, for producing the podcast. We always greatly appreciate his Thanks, efforts. Uh, we want to thank Fansided as well for supporting the podcast. Um, and Spotify, Apple, wherever you get a podcast, please download it. Please subscribe and please leave a review. Greatly appreciate that. Oh, I forgot to mention YouTube. We also have videos on there. You, we live stream uh, the night after the game is over. Uh, so like the other day, we, we usually go around 7 or 8 o'clock uh, talking about our live reactions to the game. That day, uh, we'll be doing the same this week as well, probably around 7 or 8 o'clock, reacting to the game that's on YouTube. You can type in Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid Lions or at DTBK. Uh, you'll find us on there as well. Uh, and subscribe. We got, we're building our subscriber base in there. It's surprising me, actually. Uh, so, Ooh. I don't know why I'm surprised. People drink the Kool Aid out there and they listen right. to the podcast. That's right. Vul uh, right. G, if you had to guess how many people listen to this podcast regularly, how, how, what, would, what would the guess be? Per episode? Mm-hmm. Per episode. 400. Oh, you're low. You're under. We're at, really? We're at, we're at anywhere between six hundred and a thousand. So wow, and I don't, That's I don't incredible. know where, they, where all those people come from, but <laughs> oh my god, well, I'm one of those workers. They're drinking a blue Kool Aid like us. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, we appreciate. Really? it. I love it. I love it. Some, Congratulations. I got some Canadians. They know what it's all about. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, even oh, like yeah. Germany. Most, you know, most America. But uh, anyways, all those people out there, follow us on those social medias or interact with us through the email that I sent out that's drinking the blue Kool-Aid at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you when I get you on the podcast, maybe like little G here. Uh, we're going to have a guest picker each week throughout the rest of the season. Alliance guest picker. I know we do our entering the lions then segment. That's an opposing fan, but now we're trying to get the lions fans involved here. So anyways, little G, we appreciate your time tonight joining the podcast and your other contributions to the podcast as well throughout the year. Um, I don't know if you, yeah. Thank Thanks, you, Lil, Lil G. G. <laughs> and thank you to the rest of the Lady Lions. Thanks, Lil G. And thank, thank you, you to our Thanks producer. And thank you to all the listeners out there. Like I said, we'll be back Sunday night with the live stream, reacting to another Lions victory, this time over those Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can't wait to talk to you about it. We'll see you then. But as always, last but not least, go! Go! go. Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a Lions victory. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.